Money Spot, the place where we answer your money questions. I'm your host, Heather Katonga Woodward, and in this week's episode, Miriam asks me to talk about life insurance. Hi, Heather. Can you do an educational post on life insurance? A lot of people in our community depend on donations when there's a bereavement. Um, I think that they'd be quite surprised to find out how cheap life insurance can actually be. Thank you. Firstly, I need to apologize because I got this request in September 2017 when I was so focused on finding a job. It's been at the back of my mind ever since, but deaths from COVID-19 have prompted me to get round to writing this as a matter of urgency. So I'm so sorry, Miriam, that it took me so long to get round to this. So how do you know if you need life insurance? The test is very simple. If you answer yes to any one of the following two questions, you need life insurance. One, is anyone financially dependent on you? Two, would my death cause a financial burden for anyone else. When I say mine, I obviously mean yours. If you have dependents, then you do need life insurance. The dependents might be your children, your parents, your partner, or someone else entirely. Your side chick, maybe. Just kidding. Even if everyone is completely independent of you, if you don't have enough money in the bank for your funeral, then you need some kind of insurance, either life insurance or funeral insurance, depending on your age. Should you get life insurance or a funeral plan? Well, with a funeral plan, you essentially prepay some of your funeral costs. The specifics of what is covered vary from provider to provider. Also, to get a funeral plan, you usually need to be 50 and over. I won't say much more about funeral plans in this particular episode, other than If you want to cover more than just the basics of your funeral, then a funeral plan is not what you need. What is life insurance and how does it work? When you buy life insurance, you make monthly payments to an insurance provider and in the event of your death, they pay a pre-agreed amount of money to the dependents that are named on the insurance policy. These are called the beneficiaries of the insurance policy. There are two main types of life insurance, term life insurance and whole of life insurance. Term life insurance pays out if you die within a specified number of years. So you buy the insurance policy for a fixed term of say 20 years. And if you die after that 20 year term, there is no payout because the life insurance policy will have expired. This is ideal if you want your dependents protected only for a specified amount of time. For example, you might choose a term that coincides with the 21st birthday of your youngest child because you decide that by that point, A, the child will no longer be dependent on you, or B, you will have saved enough money by that point to cover your dependents' financial needs. In addition, to protecting dependents, you might want to cover extra funeral costs. For example, in my last will and testament, I state that I want to be buried in the UK as that is where my husband and children live, 
But I also state that the flights must be covered for my parents, siblings, and the children of my siblings to attend the funeral. I wouldn't want them deprived of that closure. Think carefully about what you A, need, and B, want to be covered in the event of your death. If it's your dependents' living costs for X years, think carefully through what their annual cost of living is likely to be. Does it include school fees or university fees? Make sure you don't forget anything that is important to you. If your family has a monthly budget, then you can use this as the basis for calculating your dependents' living costs. Whole of life insurance pays out whenever you die. It is obviously more expensive because you are definitely going to die at some point. You would buy a whole of life policy if say, you want to cover inheritance tax, as well as if uh, obviously if you're expecting to have enough wealth to be subject to the inheritance tax rules. Most people just buy term life insurance because they just want to protect dependents. Inheritance tax only kicks in for estates worth a million pounds and over. This threshold is likely to increase over time. And this is not a problem for most folk, but is more likely to be an issue for the type of folk that listen to personal finance podcasts. So you need to think about this. So term life insurance. If you decide to buy term life insurance, in addition to the term, you need to make three critical decisions. One, whether you want level term insurance or decreasing term insurance. Two, whether to add critical illness cover to the life insurance. And three, whether you want a lump sum paid out in one go or a monthly payout over a fixed amount of time, monthly or annual payout. So what's the difference between level term insurance and decreasing term insurance? Level term insurance pays a fixed amount whenever you die, while decreasing term insurance falls towards zero as the maturity date or the end of the term approaches. You would usually buy decreasing term insurance to cover your home mortgage. You'd set the maturity of the insurance policy to match the date when you will finish paying your mortgage off And over time, as the mortgage balance falls, so does the payout. The interest rate used to calculate the balance on your decreasing term insurance policy is usually much higher than the interest rate you actually pay on your mortgage. How this impacts you is that your mortgage balance falls faster than the payout of the policy. This is obviously good as it means your payout will be a little bit higher than the mortgage balance if the term matches exactly. Critical illness cover, what does it do? Critical illness cover increases the price of an insurance policy by a lot, but it means that if you get any of the covered illnesses, you will get a payout. Most people add critical cover to the decreasing term life insurance policy that covers their mortgage. If you fell critically ill, the policy would pay you enough to clear your mortgage. This would be really useful, especially if you are the main breadwinner and lost income because of your illness. 
as the mortgage is usually the biggest monthly expense for most households, not having a mortgage payment to worry about would reduce the household stress a big amount, significantly. One extra thing, you can reduce the cost of the life insurance by getting a policy that pays out monthly or annually for a given number of years instead of getting one lump sum. So instead of having, say, a £300,000 payout in one go, you can have a payout of 30000 a year for 10 years or 2500 per month for the same 10 years. You need to decide if this is worth the reduced monthly cost of the insurance policy. Get a quote for both before you decide. You might decide to go for the annual or monthly payout if you think your dependents wouldn't use the money wisely if they just got all that money in one go. And it could be a wise decision. You know your family best, so think about it. How much does insurance cost? It depends. It depends on how old you are and what level of cover you want. That is, the monthly payment on insurance that would pay out £100,000 if you died is cheaper than insurance that would pay out £500,000. The younger you are, the cheaper it is, but obviously, the younger you start paying, the longer you'll you'll be paying the provider for and the more you might end up paying over that prolonged period of time. I know it's easy to think, I don't want to pay for something that is likely not to be needed. Yes, possibly the insurance won't be needed. And that's awesome because it would mean you've stayed alive. The better way to think about it, however, is in the unlikely event of my untimely death, would I regret having paid X pounds per month to ensure my dependents don't suffer? Even if all you can spare is, say, £10, so your X equals £10 per month, you should be able to get some life insurance for that amount. I did run an insurance quote for a 40-year-old social worker who wanted a a 100K payout. I don't remember what term I went for, but it was under £10, but this was pre-COVID. The numbers will have changed, but what I want you to know is that the sum will probably be a lot less than you expect. How long does it take for life insurance to be paid out? Apparently, it usually takes 30 to 60 days for a filed claim to be paid out, but delays can arise, especially if the insured person dies within the first two years of taking out the insurance policy. You know, that might seem a little bit dodgy, so it might be investigated to make sure it was legitimately taken. At a base level, this is all you need to know about life insurance. So let's summarize to help you with the next steps. If you have figured out that you do need life insurance, then you need to decide one, how much life insurance do you need? Two, how many years do you want the cover for? Three, Do you want fixed or level term insurance or decreasing term insurance? Fixed and level term are the same thing. Four, do you need or want critical illness cover? And finally, five, do you want a lump sum payout, monthly or annual payments? 
my thoughts are that at a minimum, you should have enough life insurance to cover your mortgage and costs of living until your youngest child is 18 years old. Critical illness cover is great to have, but if you can't afford it, don't stop yourself from getting basic life insurance. Please don't leave your dependents to depend on the goodwill of strangers. Get insured. I hope this helped. Much love and stay blessed. Your girl, Heather. Thank you for listening. If you want to ask me a question, read my blogs, or support this show in any way, please type themoneyspot.co.uk into your address bar and you'll be redirected to my website. I also now have a few products for you on there. My property course is currently the best rated UK property course on Udemy for people who are starting out and you'll love my notes to debt freedom as well as the pamphlet on avoiding the motherhood poverty trap. Last but certainly not least, if you're enjoying listening to my podcast, I'll be very grateful for your five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. If I don't yet deserve your five-star, please let me know how I can earn it. Enjoy! Enjoy!